Hello and welcome to the second ever episode of the 4th and 1 podcast. My name is Oliver Higgins. I'm joined by Callum Bennett. Indeed. And Joseph Watson. Good morning. So this is ostensibly an NFL podcast, uh, but with the slightly unique twist that none of us particularly know much about the NFL. I'd say I know slightly more than Joe or Callum, but uh, still not a great deal. And Joe probably knows a little bit more than Callum, but... Uh, Hang on, when we get to um, last week's game section, or last week's predictions, I think we'll see that I know more than uh, Ollie as well. And indeed, so do I. (laughs) Okay, great. So that's a nice little teaser of what we have to come. Um, Me getting rinsed for most of the episode. Uh, So we recorded our first episode on Friday. It is currently Tuesday. Uh, Normally we dive into some news, but there hasn't really been much. And uh, there's quite a lot to talk about from last week's game, so I think we're just going to go straight into that. And um, Joe, I imagine you'll be gloating for most of this, so we should probably give some context for that. Uh, During last week's episode, we picked the games, uh, who we thought would win, and for, what was it, 10 out of 13 games? 10 out of 12 games, Joe was correct. Callum, what did you get? Five. Five out of 12. Which is not, I'll take that. Yeah, and uh, I came in with a measly three out of 12, uh, which is quite embarrassing, really. But, I mean, to be fair, there were a lot of upsets, and we, most of the time, went for the sensible decision. Yeah. It was all clear from the start. I mean, there was there was, there was nothing to discuss. The Dolphins really. are just clearly an amazing team. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's slightly kamikaze tactics paid off, but uh, let's talk about some of those games. There was... Callum, what was your favourite game of the week that you saw? Um, ooh... Well, I had to find one that was close, and yet we won. Oh, well, okay, I'll go for the nice one. We all win Browns. Yeah. And the Browns weren't expected to win, and the Browns just won by a field goal, right? Yep, Both they did indeed. 19-16. Yeah. Uh, so we were all back in the same team, and we were all watching it together. Yeah. That was just a nice, lovely memory. Yeah, 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 that was a good one. Um, so Stephen Hoshka, the Bills kicker, missed a field goal right at the end, which yeah. sealed it for the Browns. It was a close game. They uh, they almost did their best to lose it. The Browns they had, I think, eight plays from the one yard line and didn't manage to score in the first half, uh, which is sort of typifies their season. They're they're close, but they just can't quite execute at key times. But having said that, they came through. The Bills dropped to six and three, and the Browns climbed to three and six, um, which leaves them. Most likely on the outside looking in of the playoff picture, but with an outside chance. And that was a good game. Uh, low scoring. And we actually, yeah, we all picked the Browns, which was an upset. And uh, that was quite a good one for us. Got us all on the right foot. If I was been a bit more selfish, I'd probably say the Jets game, because I was the only one who went Jets. Mm. And I pulled through there. Yeah, you did. Uh, that was Jets-Giants. I mean, there wasn't a great deal to say on that one, was there? Although uh, no, it was just quite a close competitive game, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't neither, neither team is great, but they yeah they're, they're quite well matched. Mm-hmm. The Jets just picked them. Yeah, I think we talk about the game that was just disappointing forever on the uh, Falcons Saints game. That oh we yeah, got oh. absolutely rinsed. Yeah, mm. we all lost out there. We all went Saints. Thought it was obvious because the Falcons, although they don't have an awful side, they've had a pretty bad season. Yeah, so it was. I mean, the seven and one Saints playing the one and seven Falcons in New Orleans. And the Falcons just came in and rinsed them. If I remember correctly, their defense was just phenomenal. Yeah, the defensive line just didn't give Breeze any time to think, and he he really struggled. It was his, I think it was his first game back after an injury, and um, he didn't look like the quarterback he normally is. But 
the entire Saints team was misfiring. Um, what else was there? There was Panthers-Packers was quite a fun game. Callum, we watched the end of that one. What did you think? Uh, well, both teams played extremely well. And, well, it all came down to that last touchdown and decision to run it, right? Yeah, it did. So, the Panthers drove for it at the end. They were eight points down. They would have needed a touchdown and a two-point conversion. And uh, they had it on, I think, the three-yard line, maybe? Yeah, and they had, they had time for one more play. And yeah. Instead of going for a little dink and dunk, yeah. they passed it to, what's he called? The uh, Christian McCaffrey, the running back. Yeah, yeah they handed it off. Probably a pretty good option. Yeah, exactly. He's one of the best in the league. He got stopped sort of at the two-yard line, spun out, and then was like tipped over, tipped towards the line by one of his offensive linemen. To be honest, I blame his offensive linemen. I think if he would have had the momentum, he might have made it through. But yeah. His linemen, like stopped his momentum and tried to chuck him over. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was a good job by the defense. The Packers' defense is, yeah. is much improved this year, and I think they did well there to stop him. But, um, yeah, McCaffrey ended up inches short of the line and there was no conclusive view where you could see whether he quite got it mm-hmm. and as such the game was over and the Packers won a close one but I thought that was an excellent game to watch because both yeah. teams were playing really really good football Yeah, um, some of the plays were great and there was a lot of uh, really big plays with them made a lot of yards yeah Aaron Jones the running back for the Packers uh, so I do want to sort of rationalise why I picked every game wrong slightly as we go through these <laughs> um, so the Panthers game, I I trusted Christian McCaffrey to get them over the line in a game where it was snowing for most of it. The, mm-hmm. the footing looked awful. Really enjoyable to watch. But, um, yeah, I thought the running backs would be key, and I sort of underestimated Aaron Jones and the Packers because he like he himself is a phenomenal running back. He had three rushing touchdowns in the game. So, like, while Aaron Rodgers is sort of the superstar for that team, he is an incredibly good player, and he really carried them for that game and uh, McCaffrey couldn't quite do the same for the Panthers so some other games uh, Chiefs Titans was a fun one Joe oh, that, you that went that's got to be my game of the week yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was exciting I was watching it with these two and I, I was shouting <laughs> during that one well, I, mean, um, I don't know the drive at the end was pretty phenomenal from the Titans it just annoyed me as a game because I feel like the Chiefs played better yeah. the Titans robbed them as far as I'm concerned. I wouldn't say the score demonstrates that, Callum. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they, they won it by three points. But uh, Yeah, so a 35-32 victory for the Titans over the Chiefs. The Chiefs, who very much are favourites to make the playoffs. The Titans, who probably were not until this week, but may not be looked at as contenders in the AFC South. Mm. But I think it came down to two pretty pivotal uh, special teams errors by the Chiefs. So there was one which was just insane. Like, you'd never see this. Um, they, The long snapper on the field goal snapped it too early during the cadence of the kicker or punter, whoever gives the snap count. I'm not yeah. actually sure. And uh, the holder wasn't ready. And it just, like, hit his oh, foot. Yeah, yeah, the he look, stood the up. The look on the holder's face. Yeah. Was, was he just stood up looking panicked lobbed it away which was an intentional grinding penalty the first ever called on a holder Uh, so that was some history for you there (laughs) and that gave the Titans great field position to go up scored the go-ahead touchdown and then the Chiefs had a chance at the end to tie it up with a field goal but Harrison Butker could not get it done unfortunately and the game ended with a three-point win for the Titans but yeah yeah, I agree that it was a great game like both teams are playing really good football but yeah I I I feel like the Chiefs yeah, the Chiefs made a few mistakes, which lost them it. But overall, to me, they were playing better football. But hmm. No, agreed. Uh, and it must be said, actually, that field goal at the end wasn't missed. It was blocked by 
someone Kalu. Not sure who a that great is. Man. But he so it looked for all the world that he was offside. So Callum, we watched it back yeah. and we were like, surely he's offside, like that that can't be right. But when you look at it really slowly, he had um he'd been listening to the cadence of the kicker throughout the game and so he sort of guessed the snap. So like he knew when they were about to snap it and he ran like right as the ball was snapped, which you never really see. Normally it's like a few milliseconds behind so because of the sort of reaction time. time as the ball was. Yeah, as well, soon that, as the ball was good, snapped, he left. Them, yeah, yeah. Um, which could yeah. easily have been accidentally flagged, but it was perfect. Play of the week. Yeah, you maybe could do. So uh, nice little, nice little teaser of a play of the week section, which uh, we'll have coming we up shortly. That, though, we're going yeah. to talk about the most exciting game of the weekend. I completely forgot about this one. Yeah. I didn't watch the end of it, so Callum's going to have to uh, back up the oh, Dolphins no. here. But Dolphins Colts. <laughs> yeah. Well, given that I was back in the Colts with Ollie, because Ollie supports the Colts. Yeah, unfortunately. It was extremely sad for Ollie, slightly sad for me, and Joe just gloats constantly about it. And to be fair, though, the Colts didn't deserve it. They played awful football, and the Dolphins <coughs> probably were the And the Dolphins the are majestic. Yeah, the Dolphins were the better side, probably. Yeah, I mean, um, the Colts did not deserve it, you're right. It was just the starting quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, was out. We were left with Brian Hoyer. Oh, career course. backup, uh, and he was awful, like really awful. And the Dolphins had l- Lumberjack Man, who just pulled through. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who does look quite like a Lumberjack. Um, <laughs> he is, so Ryan Fitzpatrick is, has a really wonderful career. He um, He's never really been a starter anywhere, but he has these bursts where he's excellent. So for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year at the start of the season, he was in incredible form for like four games like most passing touchdowns most passing yards in the league and then he just sort of fizzled away and he wasn't great again so he gets replaced by a, do they have like a, another player they'll bring into play yeah so he's a, he's always a backup so like yeah. the starter came back he left you know it was fairly amicable but um he just consistently does it and it's good fun to watch but yeah brian hoyer he had 18 completions from 39 attempts <laughs> Which seems generous. I don't. I feel like most of those must have been behind the line of scrimmage. Um, went for two hundred and four yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. Yeah, um, was, which was pretty brutal. It was tragic to watch their quarterback. It just was not good fun. Particularly at the end, they had so well. Also, Adam Vinatieri, uh, the kicker, missed a point after. And it wasn't even a hard kick. No, no, no. A point after is from. 30 yards it's it's like it's supposed to be essentially a gimme like they they moved it back a few years ago so that it went from legitimately automatic like there was never any doubt to adding right. some drama and like there are sometimes missed but uh, probably 95 percent plus are made what do you think about how often are two point plays made um they happen less often so it's hard to say it seems like of the ones that are attempted quite a good proportion do come off but it's just such just a risk. Shot factor, sort of. Yeah, I think partly because it's not something that is. I mean, I'm sure the teams practice for it, but it's not something you regularly try. Like quite often, you'll be sort of adjusting a play that you'd normally run in the red zone rather than having yeah. a specific play for a two point conversion. Whereas the offense may work on something specific. Another good game <coughs> that, uh, although we lost out on, was yep. pretty good to watch was the. Cardinals books. Yeah. Oh that yeah, was that was. They were well matched again. Yeah, they were. I think that felt like another. So to set the scene slightly, we were sat watching Red Zone, which sort of follows all of the highlights of the games that are going on at the time. And 
going into the fourth quarter, me and Callum were feeling pretty good. Like it seemed like yeah, they were they were a touchdown ahead. Weren't yeah, they? it seemed like we were ahead in a few games, and then it just it it fell apart really. Um, yeah, I think we were ahead in three games in the last quarter, and then the teams lost those games. Mm, yeah, and then Joe started gloating as ever. <laughs> um, but. James Winston and the Bucks did come back and win it. It came off the first interception in five games, I think, for Kyler Murray, uh, which ended up being pretty penal for him. Um, they went, they drove down the field very successfully, got the touchdown, and then the <coughs> Cardinals couldn't do anything to tie it up at the end. Uh, probably a deserved win for the Bucks, arguably, but as you say, two well-matched teams. The Bucks. Um, the third. Of the, the, sorry, we continue about weeks before about that. I'm going to talk about the third of the, uh, the fourth quarter games, which is probably my favourite, because okay. Detroit got absolutely um, <clears throat> hammered, should we say. <laughs> yeah, Lions-Bears. Uh, the Bears won 2013, so the Bears climbed to 4-5. and five. The Lions fall to, I believe, 3-5-1. and one. So this one, again, to contextualise the pick, Matthew Stafford, the Lions' starting quarterback, um, was like slightly limited in practice during the week. And then it came out on Saturday that he actually fractured something in his back, so he wasn't playing. Jeff Driscoll stepped in for the Lions and didn't do a bad job. He actually kept it relatively close. One touchdown, one interception, 269 yards. But he's also, you know, he's a backup quarterback for a reason. I think it was his first, first career start as well. Um, and Mitch Trubisky, despite only throwing for 173 yards, had three touchdowns, and it was enough to get it done against a depleted Lions team. An efficient man, one could say. Yeah, it was efficient. I mean, there wasn't, there were a lot of punts in this game. It wasn't particularly exciting. Um, I mean, I give it to the Bears. They probably did play better football though. Hmm. Well, yeah, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at the the sort of drive chart here, and there's about 15 punts during this game. God, it's pretty awful. Um, yeah. A less Christ. well-matched game would obviously be the Ravens versus the Bears. Oh yeah, worth mentioning. Uh, we all called that correctly. The Bengals haven't won all season. Yeah. And the Ravens are a fantastic team. They are indeed. And they showed it. Yeah. That was um I mean anytime some highlights came on from that game you sort of knew what was coming. Yeah. In that it was either Lamar Jackson doing something silly or the Ravens defence taking it away from the Bengals yet again. Yeah, there was quite a lot of turnovers and interceptions. Yeah, there were. Um I mean Ryan Findlay, the starter for the Bengals in his first game. Uh, he only had one interception, actually. I think there may have been a fumble in there as well, but um, only threw for 167 yards and a touchdown. But, I mean, he was set up to fail against a Ravens defense, which is really sure. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, which probably... it's Lamar Jackson is probably up there in the MVP discussions. So every year there's a most valuable player voted on, um, and Lamar Jackson is looking like a pretty good choice at this point. So he's got the most running yards of any quarterback in the league, right? Yeah, so I mean, he's on track to have the most running yards of any quarterback ever through a season. Mm. Um, certainly of any quarterback in the league. And passing, he's been pretty solid. Good. Yeah, yeah. Much more accurate than people thought he might be, which is impressive. Is it pretty much always wide receivers and quarterbacks who win MVP? Always quarterbacks, pretty much. Uh, sometimes a running back, never really a wide receiver. Really? Yeah. Um... So last year was Patrick Mahomes uh, of the Chiefs, and uh, the year wow, before. Mahomes. Yeah, year before that, I'm actually not sure, but I can guarantee you it was another quarterback. Kenny. Yes. Do you want to it up? 
I will look it up. Thanks, Joe. This is like the challenge you of the week you about who, ha- who hadn't had won the uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. While you're doing that, <coughs> do we want to move into uh, the Seahawks game that happened uh, just last night? We and, can. Uh, how Russell Wilson in the uh, Seahawks final possession pulled out something uh, fantastic. I'm, I'm going to dispute that, but before we do, it was uh, it was in fact. Your favourite player, Tom Brady, was the 2017 NFL MVP. Uh, so that's... that's His son was prime age back then. He was 11. <laughs> uh, was he actually 11? Have you looked up his son's age? Oh, yeah, because the story Joe's came out. Much uh, okay, story. fair enough. Joe's done extensive research um, on the Tom Brady saga. Yeah, the, the Seahawks game was last night. I was the only one who went for the 49ers. Yep. Again, the, the probably most sensible option in terms of that that one was a coin flip, I would say. I mean, I guess in San Francisco, it's probably fair to lean towards them. But yeah, just pipped at the post last night. None of us watched the game. No, so, so I've watched the highlights this morning. Um, it it was actually a game sort of led by the defenses. So the 49ers defense is, has taken a massive step up this year, and they are known to be excellent at this point. Uh, Robert Sala, their defensive coordinator, is becoming more and more popular and will likely be a head coach pretty soon. Um I'm just trying to see how many sacks there were on the game because it felt like the majority of the highlights were both of the quarterbacks getting ruined. So there were five sacks on Jimmy G. and Russell Wilson doesn't get ruined. Thank you very much. <laughs> five sacks on Jimmy G and five on Russell Wilson. Um, Garoppolo also lost two fumbles, uh, which were very penal. One of them was scooped for a Seahawks touchdown by Jadevian Clowney. Uh, Wilson also lost a fumble, which was then scooped by DeForest Bruckner for a 49ers touchdown. So it was very much the defenses that won out. And it was 24-all at the end of regulation, went to overtime. Uh, Russell Wilson, on the first possession, was marching the Seahawks down the field, got into the red zone. And if they were to score a touchdown there, the game is over. So the 49ers don't get the ball, don't get an opportunity to strike back. But he threw an interception just on the goal line. And uh, the 49ers did indeed get it back. They went up the field, uh, had a decent chance. They had a field goal uh, from, I believe, 46 yards. I'll just check that. Uh, But 47 yards, sorry. But unfortunately, it was missed by the kicker. Wide left, nowhere near it. And it was turned back over to the Seahawks. Three and out for the Seahawks. They punted. Three and out for the Niners. They punted. And then, as you mentioned... Russell Wilson managed an 18-yard run from the San Francisco 29. Sorry? 21-yard. Uh, I'm actually looking at it, Joe. I'm sorry, it's 18. I read it this morning it was 21-yard. Oof. I don't know what to tell you. Official NFL website. Okay, well, we'll agree to disagree. Um, <laughs> so he had this 18-21-yard to 21 yard run, um, and he got the first down, ended the series of three and outs for both teams. And Jason Myers kicked a 42-yard <laughs> field goal as time expired to give the Seahawks the win. So probably not how people really expected the game to go exactly in many ways. How people expected the game to go. So uh, yeah. Some I, so Joe, you <laughs> predicted for reference, you predicted on the last podcast that it would be magic by Russell Wilson in the last possession that would get it done. Is that right? Indeed. Yeah. So you're claiming that the 18 to 21 yard run as magic. It was all the magic that was needed. <laughs> okay. So, well. That leaves us with two games left to talk about, right? So there's the Steelers, Rams, Cowboys, Vikings games. Yep, that sounds about right. I uh, actually haven't been keeping track of what we talked about, but yeah, yeah that seems I, I fair. I've got, I've got them up here. Yeah. So me and Joe both went Steelers, 
yeah. Rams, and mm. it was a pretty tight game again. Bills just got away from them. Yeah, I think the Rams. I had a bit more faith in the Rams coming off their bye week. So Sean McVay is uh, regarded as one of the best coaches in the league, and he's the Rams head coach, uh, sort of their offensive mastermind. And off a of bye week, a coach normally has more time to sort of scheme. They have more time to focus on this plan, team. Yeah. yeah, their game plan should be really tight. But the Steelers' defense is excellent, and uh, I think Minka Fitzpatrick had another takeaway, if not a pick six. Um, he was signed from the Dolphins for the Steelers earlier this year for a first-round pick. It was a pick six. Yes. Actually, no, that one was a fumble recovery. That one was controversial. That's a very good point. I'd forgotten about that. Um, I'll cover the Minka Fitzpatrick thing first. So Fitzpatrick was one of the few good players the Dolphins had that they then traded away because of their tanking process. Uh, and they tanking then have inverted <laughs> yes tanking and then they've beat a couple of teams which is phenomenal which teams uh, that would be the Jets and oh, don't know God. the other ones um, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah as you say there was a slightly controversial call where the Steelers got a fumble recovery touchdown it looked like an incomplete pass and the way the league judges this is slightly bizarre when the quarterback pulls their hand back to through if they're hit at that point if there's no like forward motion, it's a fumble because they've just lost the ball. Whereas if they start to go forward, it's normally considered an incomplete pass because it's like they've but started pass it just hasn't worked. in the direction and near to a player, right? Yeah. So you, it's not necessarily near to a player because when you do get hit as you throw, the ball can go pretty much anywhere. Right. So is the throwing off of the direction does that not make it a fumble? Um. So. I, I don't know that um, people disagreed on this one whether it was an incomplete pass or a fumble but in the end it was ruled a fumble despite looking a lot like an incomplete pass and it helped it us to steal like it there's not clear criteria because his arm did move forwards he was throwing it forwards but yeah at the same time so I think it, he probably did just do it because he was getting sacked yeah I think what it was was it got knocked out sort of on the way back and he sort of just pushed it forwards on the way forward is mm. how they ruled it which um in fairness, it does sound like a fumble, but it's just inconsistently officiated, yeah. really, which is the issue. So that leaves us with the last game of the Cowboys Vikings. Yep. Where me and you went Cowboys, did we? Joe went Vikings. Uh, that is correct. Go Vikings. Then. Sort of a theme of the week. There were one, two, three, four, five games where Callum and I chose the same team. Joe picked the other team, and all five of Joe's won, uh, which was pretty painful as we sat watching it cheering together then crying together <laughs> <laughs> so Cowboys Vikings was the late game on Sunday night um, this one again rationalising why I got it quite so wrong The I didn't trust Kirk Cousins to get it done for the Vikings and this was a close game and he, he did enough he got 23 of 32 so good completion percentage 220 yards and 2 touchdowns uh, which was fine, but he didn't really win the game. It was Dalvin Cook who won it for the Vikings in many ways. He rushed for 97 yards and a touchdown, and he had 86 yards through the air of seven receptions from seven targets. So he had a great game, really got them to it. The Cowboys, on the other hand, they they seemed close throughout. Just from watching the highlights, it seemed like they didn't play badly. They just couldn't quite get it done. Um, and in the end, the Vikings were able to stave them off. And that was that one. A 28-24 win for the Vikings. They go to 7-3, and three and the Cowboys fall to 5-4. and four. And that is the end of last week's games that we wanted to talk about. So, as we mentioned, 
there were some plays of the week, and I'll start with a couple. Or what, how do we want to do this? Do we just uh, pick one each? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, if we okay. pick, pick one each, that's probably the best way to do it. Okay, so I I have a few options. So I'll start with Joe. Yeah, uh, Joe, do you have one that stands out? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, Lamar Jackson touchdown um, from a rush. Yeah, it's called a rush. Rushing rush, touchdown. Rush, yeah, rushing touchdown. Brilliant. Um, I mean, when he broke through the uh, broke through line of scrimmage, uh, started with a uh, it was started a, with a juke. It was a juke. Yeah, there was a juke. It was Move a juke. into a spin <coughs> coverage. Yeah. Then it from, was a spin uh, that spanned two men in one yeah. spin. Then good coverage from his uh, offensive lineman. Yep. Yep. Um, to run it into the end zone. It yeah. was just a phenomenal play, really. It was. I think just calling it a spin almost doesn't do it justice. Like, you will rarely see, except in Madden, you will rarely see two defenders so roundly beaten as they were by Lamar Jackson's move on them. Like, it was majestic. Um, yeah, they, yeah they, I think they, it was... <clears throat> they went totally the wrong way. They did. Uh, it, it really was like us playing Madden. It was remarkable. Uh, and not that us playing Madden is remarkable, more the fact that <laughs> the missed tackles are uh, emblematic <coughs> of it. Uh, I think it was, I'm just trying to see, I think it was a 61-yard touchdown run. Um, hmm, let me check. And maybe slightly less than that. But. 47, yeah, you're right. Yeah, absolutely, one of the plays of the week, really remarkable. And one for Lamar Jackson's highlight reel as he pushes for MVP. I think that's one play you'll see again and again. Yeah. Callum, what about yourself? What do you think? Um, if I go for it, not based on, not necessarily based on how amazing it was, yeah, but based on the impact it had on me and how much I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, play of the week, never not the best play. Okay, it was a very good play. It was just something I hadn't seen before, which is what made me like it so much. Okay. Um, which was the rip in the Jets game. Yeah. Uh, he half tackled a player, grabbed the ball ripped it straight out of his arms, and then ran it for a touchdown. Yeah, so this was Jamal Adams, the uh, New York Jets All-Pro safety. He, um, Danny Jones, uh, the G- New York Giants quarterback, had the ball, was under pressure for the sack. Adams came in to get the sack, and then emerged with the ball, ran it in for a touchdown. And when you see it again, you see he came in, <clears throat> sort of wrapped his arm around the ball, pushed, pushed Jones the to the there, ground, yeah. kept the ball, and ran it in. It was a phenomenal play and ended up being the difference in a seven-point win for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, absolutely, that was, again, one of the plays of the week. Quite rogue to go for a defensive play, but I read it. Clinical uh, clinical rugby, really. Yeah. Not, yeah. Even, not even football. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have, a, I have a couple here that I quite liked. Well, I'm afraid you have to pick one. Yeah. Uh, can I give an, can I give an honourable mention? Yes. You so I'll give an honourable mention yeah, yeah, to sure. Patrick Mahomes for the jump pass, oh, um, excellent, which yeah. is just insane. He was in the air when he released this pass to Michael Hardman, who not only was, was he Michael in Hardman. the air, he jumped with the view that he knew he'd be able to make that yeah. pass. Yeah. So like a cross body throw under pressure in the air, uh, just insane. Went for a touchdown. Um, and Mahomes like routinely does ridiculous things that shouldn't be possible, but that was <laughs> that was up there as one of the most ridiculous. But my favorite play has to be the fake punt from the Cardinals. <laughs> I just I love a fake punt. There's something about it. Just it's it so exciting. Yeah. How many oh, absolutely. Get touchdown, or was it? No, no, it was. I don't know what it led to. So it was in yeah, it was in the middle of the field. Uh, they it was Andy Lee, I believe, the uh, Cardinals punter. Completed it for a 26-yard completion, kept the drive going, and it was just phenomenally executed. There's nothing more exciting than a fake punt, because it's a bit of the game that you think is going to be boring. 
you see the punt team come out and you're like oh all right okay you can sort of you can stop watching essentially but then every so often you get a fake punt and it renews your hope in that phase of the game i'd like to point out at this point that um ollie throughout the games the other night predicted mm-hmm. about five different fake punts um, yeah. this yeah. one he didn't so you just shouts whenever there's a punt they fake it i can see it yeah it, well that's the thing that's the only exciting aspect of punting football like as much as i respect punters and some of them are do a great job but it's the fake punts that the people pay to see it just is. Uh, I like a good punt where it lands like two <clears throat> yards off the opposition's line. That's true. That's an excellent one. But you know, it goes out. But it's got nothing on a fake punt. Because then it leads to a safety, and a safety is always a very yeah. safe game. We did see a safety this there week. There was a safety that made a difference. I think it was Ram Steelers, maybe? Yeah, it drew it up to 9-9 from 7 mm, Yeah. Um, that was some some good analysis by us. There was a safety, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on to this coming week's action. Right. And we'll try and pick these games. Um, hopefully, Joe will have less success. So, yeah, we have to make some points back on Joe. Yeah, it which, would be. I don't know. There's there's two strategies we could go for. We could either go against him on nearly mm. everything and just hope that we get it right, you or lose. go with him on most stuff. So there's no options of losing more points, and then just go this against. This is why I shouldn't go first. And then go against him on the ones that you're sure on. So I'm just going to trust the process. I'm just going to pick going, who I think is right, yeah, and my, I'll see how gut, it goes. I'm going with the gut this week. Uh, and we're going to have Joe pick first on each of the games to try and level the playing field. Brown Steelers. Uh, yeah, we'll start with the Friday. Thursday night game. Friday. Uh, yeah, Thursday oh, Friday night, morning. Friday yeah. morning here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Steelers Browns is an AFC North matchup. Both teams coming off a win. The Browns, it was a much needed one. The Steelers managed to uh, beat out the Rams eventually. Five and four plays three and six. It's in Cleveland. There'll be a big atmosphere. These teams have a good rivalry uh, through the years, although. Maybe not their best years uh, this particular season. Um, their previous meeting this season ended with the Steelers winning 33-18. to But the Browns, as I say, coming off a win, they maybe have a little bit more momentum going into this one. Joe, which way do you see it going? You know, I did think the Browns played a phenomenal <coughs> game the other day. Um, but Steelers were just consistently good throughout. So I want to go with the Steelers. Okay. And Colin? Um, my rational mind... It's telling me to go Steelers every time. But okay. I know in my heart, if the Browns win and I don't go for the Browns, yeah. I will be very upset. Yeah. So I'm back in the comeback. I'm back in the Browns to okay. come through and to beat the Steelers. Nice, I like that. So I'm the deciding vote on that one. Um, I'm not sure on this one. I don't really trust Mason Rudolph, but the Browns haven't been good this season. I, I don't really feel good about this pick but I think I'll go with the Browns. I quite enjoyed quite enjoyed having them win for us last week, and I'll see if they can keep it up. Um, so the 1 o'clock games on Sunday, 6 p.m. here in the UK. Uh, there are some very good games here, and we'll yeah, start with an absolute matchups. cracker from Baltimore. It's Texans-Ravens. Um, so the Texans coming off their bye. They're 6-3 and three in the AFC South. Their first place. The Ravens are first place in the AFC North at 7-2. and two. And they just steamrolled the Bengals last week. The Texans have had some time to game plan, but against Lamar Jackson, is it going to make a difference? Find out on Sunday. But Joe, which way do you think this one will go? Ravens, no question. Oh wow, why so confident? Lamar Jackson. I mean, it was a phenomenal run. Um, we didn't decide what the actual play of the week unanimously was. I'd like to point out at this point. But um, but yeah, I didn't realize that was what we were going for. I thought we were just sort of putting on our favorites. Uh, we'll we'll look into that. Um, 
So yeah, I just think Ravens, phenomenal game last week. Texans might have had a bye, but no chance. Fair enough. Cal? As somebody who very often plays as the Ravens in Madden, Yep. and the Ravens are probably my favourite team at the minute, Yep. I'd like to go Ravens, but I'd also like to get some points over Joe, so I'm torn again. Um, The Ravens played very well last week, but the Texans have had a week to plan, and I think the Texans will beat them. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Ravens. I can't, I can't pick against Lamar Jackson after these last couple of weeks. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, he has been phenomenal, and Deshaun Watson himself is an excellent quarterback. Obviously, um, got a lot of talent on that team, but I just don't have the same trust in him. And also, I would like him to lose as a Colts <laughs> fan. Um, so maybe I'll will it into existence. Next up, we've got Falcons-Panthers, a matchup between the 2-7 uh, and seven Falcons and the 5-4 and four Panthers. It's an NFC South matchup. I was going to say the least relevant teams in the NFC South, but that's slightly unfair on the Panthers. They're definitely still in the mix for a wild card at the very least. Uh, just two games back, back of the Saints now after the Falcons beat them. Normally, or two weeks ago, this would have felt like an easy game to pick. It would be the Panthers, but... With the Falcons coming off such an impressive performance against the Saints, Joe, do you think they have any chance of causing another upset? I don't think so. I think as a one-game wonder, <coughs> I'm going to go with Panthers. Yep. Cal? Yeah, I think Panthers is the only sensible choice. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the same. I think it's 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 Ooh, hard boy. to see the Falcons reproducing that. They were just so impressive. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's probably sensible to go with the Panthers. Although, we all picked against the Falcons last week and it came back to bite us. But if we all go for the same team, at least they can't get one point ahead of us. That's this, true, this it's podcast, damage limitation. This podcast is going to single-handedly get the uh, Falcons to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> every week Picking against go, them every week. Ah, whatever, Falcons. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alright, next up we go to Detroit for Cowboys-Lions. Um, Joe, any particular ca- connections to Detroit? Um, I don't know, no particular connections to Detroit. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, at all. Um, although I understand this week that the Cowboys don't have Matt Stafford. <clears throat> Uh, no, they never do. He's actually the quarterback for the Lions. That's what I meant, sorry. Um, <laughs> I playing. Um, um, so he didn't play this week. I'm not sure whether he'll be back next week. I understand he's not going to be back uh, next okay, week. That is um, very good to know. Should that's inform classic our decisions. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think the uh, the Cowboys are going to take this one home. Yep, fair just enough. Cause, just because, yeah, Detroit. Brilliant, thank you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bleep that out after. Um, Callum, what have you got? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think... Lions. I'm going Lions. Go Lions. Ooh, what? Where's that make, come from? You know what? I want. I need some points over Joe. I need to catch him. So this week's so I'm going to make or break me because I've made a few rogue calls. He's trying to play with my emotions. That, uh, yeah, that is rogue. The reptilian, you have no emotions. <laughs> Yeah, the the Cowboys have Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott. They are quite a good team uh, playing indoors, so they should be ready to okay, roll. Can I rescind my? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take much to convince Sorry, me. Sorry, they playing indoors. <clears throat> yeah, the yeah, uh, Ford over, Field over in Detroit stadium. is is a dome, so it's an indoor stadium. That's odd. Yeah, 
Okay. There are a few of them. It's, it is actually worth taking into account. So, for example, the Saints play in a dome, and it just means their games are typically higher scoring. Uh, offense tend to do better in a dome. Uh, the Colts play in a weird stadium with a retractable roof, so sometimes it's a dome, sometimes it isn't. Um, you never really know. Uh, and I think it does make a difference to how the games pan out quite often. You know what, actually, I'll stick with the Lions. Yeah? Yeah. That's, that's a bold move. If it well, pays off, I will be impressed. The Dolphins would have been a bold move last week. <clears throat> Uh, the Dolphins yeah. was just an obvious choice. <laughs> They're playing against the Colts. Okay, um, I'm going to go with the Cowboys as well. I think the Lions with Matt Stafford. This would be a pretty close matchup, just because I'm not a massive fan of the Cowboys this year. Uh, but I think with Jeff Driscoll, the Cowboys should have plenty of firepower to get this one done. And so we do move on to Indianapolis. The Jacksonville Jaguars are at the Colts, uh, four and five, plays five and four, an all AFC side to match up. Um, this is a big game for both teams because it'll feel like whoever loses will struggle to get to the top of the division, particularly the Jags, as they would move to four and six. Joe, do you think the Colts can bounce back? You see, I'm broken here between my love of Gardner Minshew, who's been sidelined. Mm. Some- B-rate quarterback. Um, <laughs> Nick Foles, exactly. Super Bowl MVP two years ago. You said that was Tom Brady. A Super Bowl MVP, oh, so the well, MVP in so just the final game. Just <laughs> in the Super Bowl. I get it, um, but I also just don't like the Colts. Thank you, Joe. So as as Minchie will be there, and there is a there's, there's a chance that he'll be, that he'll be called up to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Yeah, I'll go for the Jags too. Okay, alright, well, uh, yeah, I was never going to pick anyone else but the Colts. I do think this week it really depends on how healthy they are. If they have Jacoby Brissett back, that, that's a massive addition. Their starting quarterback, certainly it's a massive upgrade over Brian Hoyer, the backup. It was, again, I can't emphasize enough how awful he was against the Dolphins. Uh, and then if they have their wide receiver core, gets a bit healthier. <coughs> Bless me, we'll cut that out, I guess. What? No. If the ride receiver core gets a bit healthier, then I think they'll have a much better chance. Um, T.Y. Hilton could be back for this game. Devin Funches has been on IR, but he may come back. Paris Campbell is unlikely to be back for this game, but um, yeah, if they get a bit healthier, I think the Colts should be a much improved team from last week. So I will continue to back them. Uh, Joe, it's on to your favorite team for this week. The Bills playing the Dolphins in Florida. Can the Dolphins keep their winning streak going and get to three and seven? To be honest, I wasn't that impressed by the Bills last week. Against the Browns? Yeah. Why so? They just they just didn't play particularly well. That's I mean, true. I can't argue with that. Um, and the Dolphins had a phenomenal game. So I'm going to go with uh, the Dolphins. Wow. Okay. Any team that beats the Colts has a place in my heart. <laughs> That's most of them. <laughs> uh, I think he's given us an opportunity to try and get a point back again. So I'm going to have to take Bills there. Yeah, I agree. This feels like a layup from Joe. He's maybe taunting us into it, but uh, we'll see. I mean, the Bills. The, I agree. They didn't. They didn't have their best stuff against the Browns, but they are still a six and three football team playing against the two and seven Dolphins. Who still, I feel like they're not really trying to win. And I, I should contextualize that somewhat, given they beat the Colts. Um, the players themselves. <laughs> The players and coaches themselves are obviously trying to win because it's their job. You know, they want to keep their jobs. And if they get fired, they want to go elsewhere and succeed. 
but it is the front office, the general manager, the guys who decide who's on the roster, who are trying to lose. They've traded away all of their good players, and I think at this point the Dolphins are winning in spite of them, but, you know, it's it's quite impressive. And uh, we'll rattle through these last few, because there's quite a few games this week. Next up, we have Broncos-Vikings in Minneapolis. Joe? Uh, how's the Broncos season been, Oli? They're 3-6 and six at the moment. Um, uninspiring. With Joe Flacco at quarterback for the first time, they are not a particularly exciting team. Uh, and they just, they've struggled to put it together. Haven't quite clicked as of yet. What are your Vikings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go Vikings too. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree there. Sorry to make it a bit unexciting, but it would be... I just don't know why you would pick the Broncos here. Having said that, they'll probably come now and win, uh, giving, given my luck last week. Next up, we have Saints-Buccaneers in Tampa. 7-2 and two Saints at the 3-6 and six Bucks. The Bucks coming off a win against the Cardinals, but it's sort of a wounded animal game here. The Saints should be upset by how badly they were beaten last week and won't have a point to prove. James. I've just got a soft spot in my heart for the Saints. First game of football I ever watched was... Saints in the Super Bowl, I believe, a few, a few years ago. In um, 2009? Yeah. Against the Colts? Yeah. Yeah, they beat them. Um, so, even better. So, uh, I'm going to have to go with the Saints this week. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think the Saints do be sensible on there. All right, we are in agreement on that one. Apologies. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't really like the Bucks. So, moving on <laughs> to Jets Redskins. Uh, the Redskins are 1 and 8, the Jets are 2 and 7. This is pretty much as bad as it gets um, in terms of quality of football to watch. It's in Maryland, home of the Redskins. Uh, Joe, you looked confused. Maryland or Maryland? Maryland? Maryland. Yeah, it sounds like Maryland? Maryland. Oh, I was saying Maryland. The famous Maryland. No. I mean, it is how it looks. Maryland? Maryland. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, we've all learned something. Um, Joe, who have you got? Jets or Redskins? Uh, Redskins. <coughs> Redskins. I'm going to go Jets there. I think we can steal a point off them. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with you there. And I you're think both going to fail. Well, they played well last week. I, well, yeah, they quite impressed me last week. I'd back them. Yeah, they're not a particularly good team, but I think they should be better than the Redskins. Um, Cardinals 49ers uh, coming up next Sunday. We saw the 49ers defense really have an impact on Russell Wilson and um, Kyler Murray, the smallest quarterback in the league, the rookie draft pick first overall this year he may struggle against a, a pretty terrifying defensive line um, and so I, I'm just going to put mine out there, I'm going 49ers with this one Yeah I don't massively like either team I don't Oh think. really? Not the 8-1 the 49ers not a fan? Not not too much of a fan okay. um, I might just be, be affected by the first week playing against the Seahawks but um, I'm going to have to go with them though um, Yeah just to avoid another consensus, I'll go Cardinals. Ooh, that's that is bold. Um, I rate the the optimism, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, Bengals Raiders. What do we think? <laughs> I mean Raiders. <laughs> Raiders. Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> um, okay, and then we do have a very spicy game here. Uh, we have Patriots against Eagles. Oh. So the Patriots coming off their bye, they are still 8-1. and one. The Eagles, possibly also coming off a bye, I think, are 5-4. and four. 
Many had this as the Super Bowl um, prediction before the game, before the season started. Sorry, uh, some many still believe the Patriots will get there, myself included. Unfortunately, the Eagles haven't quite put it together so far this year. They've just there's been rumors of like issues in the dressing room. Um, just the team hasn't quite gelled yet. Potentially, they are still an incredibly talented squad, though, and uh, they are hosting the Patriots this week in what should be a really interesting match. Joe, which way do you think it'll go? This is a tough one. Tom Brady has had, uh, as we discussed last week, he's had yep. a lot of time to kiss his son. It's been half term as well, so he's been at home. So he's been recharging he's his, gonna be his magic. He's going to be very mm. recharged. Okay. <laughs> but I, I, I don't think I can turn my back on the Eagles. Okay, um, yeah. They're my, they're my you home, have a soft spot for the Eagles. They're my home team in a sense. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to have to uh, <coughs> go with the Eagles. Sorry, that point. sounds very confusing. Can you explain which I, yeah, sense? I, I, I used to live in every country in the world. <laughs> I used to live just outside of uh, Philadelphia for a few years. So uh, the Eagles are in my heart just a little bit. Okay. So I want to go for them. Nice, I like that. Uh, I will back the Patriots just because, again, it's an opportunity maybe to, to kinch a point, a point there. Yeah, he's a glory hunter. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm also going with the Patriots as much as I dislike them. Uh I need something to try and come back from that painful first week and this may be it. Okay, so Sunday night Bears at Rams 4 and 5 place 5 and 4. Bears coming off a victory, Rams coming off a loss. Who have we got? I back the Rams. Okay. Just think they're an overall better side regardless of uh the form last week. Yep. Uh, so I'm I'm actually going to go with the Bears on this one. I don't like the Bears, nor do I think they're particularly good, but I just, I'm concerned by what the Rams have shown us so far, and I don't know why I'm doing this, actually. Now that I try to explain it, I think this is a bad pick, <laughs> but I'm in too deep. Yeah. I'll just go with it. I'll go with the Bears. See, I was, I was going to back the Bears because uh, of how they pulled through for me last week, but <clears throat> I, I, just, I just love a game where Callum and I... Win and uh, and Ollie loses. Yeah. So uh, so it's gonna be the, the Rams for me too. Ollie, one day, one day we'll get a game where we can cheer in Joe's face. Yeah, some maybe maybe. <laughs> you didn't have any this week, did you? No. Oh, maybe yeah. a Patriots game. I'm hoping Bills Dolphins. Yeah, Bills yeah. Dolphins. Hopefully. All right. So and we'll the final game of this week, uh, four teams are on by. So the last game of the week is Monday Night Football from Estadio Azteca in Mexico City. Um, we have we have an AFC West matchup with the Chiefs and the Chargers, the six and four Chiefs versus the four and six Chargers. Now this is going to be a good game, as far as I can tell. They're both pretty great teams. Yeah, agreed. Um, the Chiefs are coming off that loss against the Titans, although they've played well. They've got Mahomes back. He's had another week of practice. He should be back to full health. The Chargers lost to the Raiders on Thursday Night Football but they've had a long week, they've had time to recover, time to plan, time to regroup Joe, do you think they can come off and win it? I don't know, it's a, it's a tough one um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Chargers this week because I, okay. I think I'm going to bet against the Chiefs again Okay. they couldn't put it through last week they don't want to put it through again um, whereas I you know, even though the Chiefs lost I think they played a great game and I back them to win. They have a good quarterback, and they're going to do it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, sorry, Joe, but uh, we're going to team up on this you're one. You're grasping for points. Yeah. We are. Gonna come we need back. to. <coughs> I've got come game. back to bite you. I've got to gain five on you to catch up with you. So if I can make maybe... I'm happy with making two or three this week. Yeah, 
Um, your own confidence, so hopefully it'll come back to bite No such you. thing. <laughs> Realistically, I need a miracle, but uh, we'll see how we go. Um, so, we move on. That's all of this week's games, and we move on to the, uh, the fandom tournament, if you will. So where you guys decide who you want to support. Um, so we'll start with... I'd like to point out that this week, Ollie forgot to give us teams ahead of time. You're not wrong. I did forget to do that. Um, but you know what? Enjoy. Uh, <laughs> On the spot. Think. Um, I, they're not particularly hard matchups, I would say. I've already glanced at mine, right? <clears throat> you looked at... Yeah, yeah, you had a look. Well, you should have been you there, Joe. You were in Joe. bed. You went to bed at like um, 10 o'clock. Great. Joe, your first matchup is Ravens Jets. <laughs> Ravens, I hate the Jets. Well, that was easy. See? <laughs> what would prior preparation have done for you there? Um, Callum, you've got Lions Bears. Uh well that was the matchup last week, bro. Oh uh, it was, yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, I don't care. Even though they lost, I prefer the Lions. Maybe we yeah. don't like Detroit. You don't, you don't like, like Detroit, Detroit. yeah. Tutor. I think it's a lovely city. Um female issues. <laughs> Just spell that one out. Great stuff. Um, Joe, your second matchup. Raiders, Patriots. Derek Carr or Tom Brady? You know what? Al Gruden or... Al Gruden? John Gruden or Bill Belichick? Just for the sake of keeping this interesting further down the line. And because I still want to figure out how Tom Brady's magic kisses work. Surely not. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Patriots. Surely not. Keep it interesting for the fans. That's (laughs) the one. Oh, I just said speak instead of bold on my phone, so if you just heard someone say Patriots very quietly, that was Siri. Um, uh, and finally, Callum, Giants or Vikings? Um, so, a little wait, bit of context. Where, where are the Giants from? They're from New York. The Giants have won a couple Super Bowls in the last uh, 15 years. Eli Manning led them to two. Uh, he has just been uh, sort of stood down as their starting quarterback this year. The Vikings, as we mentioned last week, are a historically pained franchise, but quite a good team, and uh, quite you know quite good uniforms, quite a nice stadium, could be fun to root for. But the Giants have had some recent success. And where are the Vikings from? Minnesota. I thought it was Scandinavia. <laughs> what? Um, Vikings. No, I will. I'll back the Vikings. I prefer the yeah. Vikings. All right, perfect. And with that. We come to a close. Clocking in at a nice little 51 minute mark yet again. Uh, I don't know how we've managed this. Yeah. Um, If you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. If you've listened after last week, thank you even more. Um, Uh, My only sister. Yeah. (laughs) Joe, thank you for actually participating this week and not sitting three feet away from your microphone. And And being um, hungover. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, and hopefully we will be back next week to uh, talk about how wrong we were with the predictions and preview the following week's games. And gloat in Joe's face when we have a comeback. That's the dream. Um, so with that being said, it is goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. All right, thank you very much. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.